Well, welcome this morning. We're going to start this morning off with some worship. Will you stand with us? Will we come with worship in our hearts for you, the only king? Let's sing out together.
you and only you as the king of glory the name above all names that mountains bow to nations bow to all peoples will bow to it's you alone Lord and so we surrender to you this morning and all that's to come Lord to be for your glory and your honor and your fame we pray this in Jesus name amen Amen. You can be seated. Check out the screen. What's your favorite memory of Pastor Scott? That he sings. He sings a lot. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> he sings a lot. <laughs> like Addy, age 11. <laughs> what is your favorite memory of Pastor Scott? His semi-good jokes. Addy, you're killing me. <laughs> semi-good. Who at 11 knows what a semi-good joke is? That's so sad. Like, shoot, that's my, that's how bad my jokes are, huh? Tess, age 11. What do you like best about Pastor Scott? He's so funny and humble. Jonathan, age 12. What do you like best about Pastor Scott? He is wise. I can't say Um, (laughs) Julia, age three and a half. What do you like best about Pastor Scott? I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just so good. Uh, I love sprinkling again opportunities for humility. So Julia, uh, this is a different one, age 11. What's your favorite memory of Pastor Scott? When he picked everyone up on the golf cart for Beulah on the road. Yeah, that's right. That was my ministry during that time. I really appreciate the use of the... uh, the golf cart. That's probably one of my favorite memories of Albula is just scaring kids and uh, driving around. Actually, probably scaring the parents. The kids liked it, but the parents, I don't know. So here we go. Barrett, age 10. What do you like best about Pastor Scott? Something. No, really, that's all he put down was something. <laughs> George, age six. What do you like best about Pastor Scott? teaches us about Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. If that's what I get remembered for, I'll take it. I'll take it. Abriella, age five. What's your favorite memory of Pastor Scott? Uh, I dance with him when I'm married. I love it. I'm in. Like, let's do it. I don't know who you're going to marry at age five, but let's book it. You, you call me, I'll be there on the dance floor, we'll party, it'll be a riotous good time. Abriella, I'm all over. All right, Brielle, age nine. What do you like best about Pastor Scott? You are the best pastor and the only one I know. <laughs> I love that. Yes, you hear that, Lynn, Jake? 
right there. It's written down. I didn't make it up. Sean, right there, the best pastor. That's what, uh, that's what Bill thinks about me. You ready? Alright. Oh. <sighs> Dance moves, like what would I do? Like, oh. yeah, I don't know. What's this, what's this one? I can't, how's that one go? I can't do it, I can't do it. I think I tore something. <laughs> oh. Now that is the Pastor Scott that we know and love, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Pastor Scott, you've never been afraid to be you, and it's one of the things that we love about you here. Um, and I've told you this before, but I'm gonna be sad that my kids don't get to grow up, uh, and we're gonna get emotional, but seeing you and getting to be around you uh, regularly, I think that you model Jesus in such a beautiful way for all of us. Um, you're a person that that clearly has the power of God upon them, but you're not afraid to be goofy and funny um, and have a great time. And um, I think that's probably the way Jesus was when he walked the earth because it says that the, the little children love to come to him. And uh, so my son, when we told him, uh, he's seven years old and we told him that it was gonna be Pastor Scott's last Sunday. Uh, what he said was, he got really sad at first and then he got really introspective and he's a pretty wise kid. Maybe I'm biased, but for seven years old, he's pretty wise and he stopped and he said, he said, that's super sad, but it's okay because it doesn't have to be goodbye. And I thought, that's how we all feel. We're sending you, but it doesn't have to be goodbye. Um, as many of us know, this is our last official Sunday with the Brooks family. And um, I'm guessing that this is going to be a day that we're going to laugh a lot uh, and probably cry a lot. Uh, and as a few of us were talking about what sums up 19 years, there was so much that we could talk about. Scott and Joe, when you guys came to the church, it was a church of less than 100 people. And over the last few years, it's been uh, fluctuating between 500 and 600 people, which is an incredible move of God that you guys have led and an incredible thing. Over that time, there have been multiple hundreds of people come to know Jesus during your ministry. Hundreds have found healing through Christ, through the steps to freedom. Countless leaders have been raised up through the core program. This building was a monumental effort and a move of God that you guys led. And the list could go on and on and on. There's so much that we could say about the impact that your entire family has had on this place over, over 19 years. But what you've taught us best over the years is that we're family. And when families get together and say goodbye to a member of the family, they don't talk about a checklist of accomplishments. Instead, families share stories. They sit around and they talk about the beautiful times that they spent with the people that they love and the impact that those people had on their lives. And so that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna take time for a few of us to share some stories of the impact that the Brooks family has had on our lives to change our lives forever. Scott, um, God gave you a vision early on that you were going to stack firewood. And the vision of firewood was that that firewood would be leaders, that you would prepare leaders for the church and for the kingdom for years and years and years to come. And in our stories today, you're going to see some of those leaders and the fruit of that that God has prepared over these years. But before we do this, I would be remiss if I didn't say this, that the church 
is not just going to miss Pastor Scott and Joe. We're going to miss the entire family. We love each of you guys. And this is your place. Scott, you've been an exemplary leader modeling fun, humility, and a passion for Jesus. And many of us look up to you, myself included. Joe Lynn, you've been a steady rock for Pastor Scott and our church. And a model of grace. That's the word that keeps coming up when people talk about you. Grace. And love. And it's been unparalleled here at Freshwater. You've set an example of that. Um, as my wife said this week, when I grow up, I want to be like Joe Lynn. I think many of us feel that way. Peyton, Zach, and Jackson, it's not easy to be a pastor's kid. Sometimes it can be downright difficult. Uh, but you've given your mom and dad to the church so many times, more than we can probably even count. And from the church, I just want to say thank you. We love you guys and appreciate you for that. We know that the sacrifice has been hard for that. And even more than that, I want to say on behalf of the church, this is not just mom and dad's church. Uh, this is your church. And we, we're going to miss and we, we love each of you individually for who you are, not just because you're part of the Brooks clan, but because you are you. And I just want to say on behalf of us, um, there may come a time where you need someone in the church to step up uh, in your life or sacrifice for you. This doesn't close the door on that. As a church, we are here. This is your church. And we are your people. So this is a day for family, right? It's a day that we're going to cry probably a lot. I almost have about four times this morning. And I've done a lot of crying this week. Um, the stories that you're going to hear today are just a few of the stories. There's so many more stories of impact just in this room alone. And what I want to encourage the church uh, to do is if, if you weren't able to share your story this morning, would you make a video or write a letter to the Brooks and just let them know the impact that their ministry has had upon you? Uh, as someone who's, who is in ministry, I can tell you that your encouragement and your love will remind them of the sacrifice that they've made, and, and it'll remind them that the sacrifice was and is worth it. Amen? And so if you would take that time to do that, I'm, I'm telling you it would mean the world to them uh, if you would do that. Well, Brooks family, um, on behalf of the church, we love you, each one of you. And this is a day to honor all that you've sacrificed for us on behalf of Christ. Um, so thank you. And without further ado, let's check out some of those stories. Brooks, it's Wiggs. Hey, man, 19 years. What an awesome run you've had at Freshwater. And I'm so excited I got to do 12 years of those with you. So what did I learn from you in ministry? Well, I did learn that I need to get faster at going through bouncy house obstacle courses. You beat me every stinking year at VBS. I'm still bitter. Uh, unless you want to take the slant that I purposely let you win because you were my boss. You know, had to get a leg up somewhere. But really the question is, what did I not learn from you in ministry? I mean, I learned so much. Uh, we did things together all the time. We prayed together countless times on our knees before God together. Uh, we did vision casting together. We did planning together. You taught me how to preach, how to lead worship. You taught me leadership development. In fact, leadership development was kind of right on the job because you let me into your life. We did so much together and you let me into the inside process of planning and the inner workings of a pastor. So I wouldn't be who I am today without all of that from you. Counseling, freedom ministry, in fact, you did that with me 
when I was 24 years old as a rookie pastor coming in under your ministry to begin serving with you. And I was a little bit banged up and bruised from my previous ministry. But in that, you loved me. You gave me space to be able to process. You asked me good questions. You spent time with me. You listened well. And you let me kind of fall apart in your office a few times when I was a mess. How many other people have had the same experience of becoming a mess in Scott's office? Way to go. Scott and Joe, you have done well. There's a whole trail of people behind you that you have discipled. And their lives are better off for it. And they're following Jesus. So I know God has great things for you in your next season of life. So may God bless you. And thank you so much for the impact you've made on my life. Good morning, Freshwater. My name's Randy. This is my wife, Megan, and we're the Pollocks. Um, our journey with Scott and Joe Lynn started a little bit different than most. Um, we were in search of a home builder, and this builder says, we have the perfect home and the perfect couple for you guys to go meet. So we went over to their home. They invited us in. At the time, there was two great young men, very polite. I don't think they said a word while we were there. Peyton, I'm not sure where you were at at that time. Um, they showed us around their home as perfect strangers. I thought to myself, this dude looks athletic. So I said, hey, we got basketball going on at our previous church. I said, I'm going to invite him. So I did, and he said, hey, I appreciate it, and looked at me a little weird, and then we'll continue. So at the time, we just were like, oh, they go to Freshwater. Okay. Well, we were talking to some friends, and they're like, you do know he's the pastor, right? <laughs> so that was our introduction to the Brooks family. Um, but something they've taught us about is about loving their family, and their kids have loved our family. They have loved our family. Uh, Jackson, thank you so much for loving our kids, and I've loved watching how you really listen to God and um, are just kind of trusting him on the next step. I think that's really awesome. Zach, it's been awesome watching you play soccer. Uh, when we go to his soccer games, we have a really loud cheering section, and Zach's a little shy sometimes, and he just was like, hey, thank you. <laughs> So thank you, and thank you as teenage boys loving on our kids because we see them love you and run after you. Peyton, you're one of the most adventurous girls I've ever met. She has babysat our kids, and at one time last winter, she texted me while I was at work, and she's like, do you care if I take them to the park? And I'm like, sure. Well, our son Jordan is in a walker, and I had his walker in my car, and she still took him and helped him around the park. So thank you for loving us and our kids. JoLynn, you are amazing. And I'm sure almost every woman in this room has felt your love. The legacy that you've led from just our conversations of your mom loving on women, you have brought that legacy on and are continuing. And I appreciate all the time that you've given to me as a friend. I actually would like to know how many people have ever walked with JoLynn because we go on these walks and you either go really, really fast, or it's just really great conversation. But almost every time I'm like, hey, do you want to walk? She's like, well, I'm walking with this person this day and this day and this day. So she is, I'd like to know the miles that you put in. <laughs> but also, thank you for teaching our kids about prayer. She was our daughter's prayer partner um, a couple years ago. And I think Gabriella was probably four, maybe. And she would always say, Gabriella, how can I pray for you? Well, one day I was talking to Gabriella, and she's like, how can I pray for you? So she taught our kids how to pray, and 
there's been times when we're on the way to the hospital and Jordan's like, hey, can we call JoLynn? So thank you for loving and praying and teaching us about prayer. I want to thank you too for being at my last car race. That meant the world to me to celebrate and hug with you guys. Um, Joe, you meant the world to Megan. Thank you. And to us. To Pastor Scott, not just that athletic dude I was talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, God puts people in the right place at the right time, and that's you for me. Um, so many thank yous behind that. You loved on our kids, both of you, along with you guys, Zach, Peyton, and Jackson. Thank you for that. Um, if you guys don't witness, Jordan is our reserved child, and he searches for Pastor Scott every service. Thank you for that. Uh, you've been my pastor, a mentor, and most importantly, a true friend. Um, I had the opportunity to go through his core class with Scott, along with many of you. It was a life-changing experience for me. Um, you took us through John 15. Jesus uses relationship of the branches to the vine to illustrate the relationship to him. You told us you're investing your time to stack firewood, as Pastor Jake mentioned earlier. And there's so many leaders around you. There's a quote I really enjoy, and it's, Coach me and I will learn. Challenge me and I will grow. Believe in me and I will win. I might need that tissue. <laughs> I appreciate you believing in me. So, Scott, with further ado, and the others who do live testimonies, we'd like to present a piece of firewood for you, your forever friend, Barnabas. both how much you mean to me and um, give you two quick examples of things that have impacted my life personally. Um, Joe, you sent me a handwritten card with a verse in it from Exodus 14, 13 through 14. And the very end of it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that um, verse impacted me in more ways than I can even express right now. Um, God did crazy things through that verse. Um, but your kindness, your hugs, your encouragement has meant so much to me over these late, these last years, and I'm really going to miss that. Um, Scott, you had our small group, um, you had come to teach us how to do healing prayer, and you asked for um, a volunteer at the end, and before I knew it, my hand went up, and I was volunteering because the Holy Spirit was prompting me, and um, though I was fighting it, I was the guinea pig that night, and through that process, you brought spiritual freedom into my life, and you modeled to us how to do it, and we learned from you, and then inside of me was just this passion that was ignited to be able to uh, go out then and um, help others find their spiritual freedom, and just serving alongside of you in the freedom ministry has meant so much to me. I've learned so much from you. So we love you both. We can't wait to see what God is going to do in you, through you. And um, we just pray for his favor and his blessing to be with you and your family. We love you. Bye. Who am I doing this video for? Garth Brooks? Scott Brooks? Who's that? Gotcha. I just wanted to say a few words, Scott, um, just about 
what you've meant to me and my growth and walk in Christ over these years, being a great example of such a transparent brother in Christ, um, that I just couldn't let that go unsaid. Um, also, just wanted to thank you that we, you didn't look at us like we were crazy when we wanted to rock out to Building 429, Not Where I Belong, at my mom's funeral. Uh, it was one of her favorite songs, and um, it just meant a lot to us that you were uh, willing to do that. Also, uh, I needed to uh, show my appreciation for you coming out on a cold, snowy May 4th in the middle of a pandemic to do a graveside service for my dad. It meant a lot to me, a lot to my family. You, Joe, and the kids have meant a lot to us as we've grown in our family um, in numbers with the kids as we spent the last 15 years calling Freshwater our home. And it won't be the same without your guys' presence there. Um, may God keep blessing you all. My allergies are bothering me, so I'll just put that right there. <laughs> a little over seven years ago, um, my wife and my family, we were sitting in South Carolina, and uh, we were kind of in the same position that Joe and Scott find themselves in right now. We didn't know where we were going. Uh, God had called us through a ministry and hadn't necessarily told us where to go yet. We'd actually drawn, <laughs> we had some criteria. There was a line from Sacramento across the Mason-Dixon line. My wife didn't want to be below that because of all the bugs and snakes and heat. I drew a circle around Wadsworth, a four-hour circle around Wadsworth, said, I don't want to be in that. <laughs> well, you know how God works, right? Fast forward to that May of 2015 and conversation with Len. I've known Len since... 99, 2000, and you all were looking for a pastor, but I wasn't calling about that. I was calling to say to Len, hey, I'm sorry, it looks like you guys have to keep looking. I saw the ad come back up, and he said, yeah, we had to, had to move on to a different person, and, and I was like, all right, cool, let me pray for you. He goes, but would you consider it? I was, consider what? It's inside the circle. You don't know about the circle. And I did, and Charlene and I prayed separately. We came back together and said, we got to check it out. In May, we were up here officiating a wedding, um, we, which in turn turned out to be an interview here. It's kind of a surprise interview. Didn't expect it. We had multiple job opportunities that we had already set up on sites. And on the way home, we canceled them all. And it was because of one thing. At the end of service, my family, Charlene and I, were in the service sitting there Len came up to us, Len's a great friend, and hugged us, but it was Scott who came up, him and Joe Len both, and he hugged me. And my wife on the way home said, Sean, we have to go there, because it looks like you guys are already lifelong friends, and you've never had a boss, <laughs> boss, who you could call a friend like that. It was one meeting, folks, and that friendship, allergies, <laughs> that friendship has turned into multiple adventures, 
multiple yelling matches. If you ever see Jake rocking, ever saw Jake rocking in the corner, it's because the dads were yelling at each other. But I, I know he's my pastor. He has led me well, but he's one of my best friends. And his wife is one of my wife's best friends. We're going to continue to have adventures. We already have one scheduled for this Friday. Our adventures usually end up being um, either overprepared <laughs> or underprepared. Either they're these incredible kayaking trips down a river where it's going to be fun and I tell everybody how it's going to be and you're going to go through this chute and this chute. Or it's going to the Rocky River where Sean drug his kayak most of the time. There were shopping carts in the river. But we always laughed. We've always had a good time. I know that's going to continue no matter where you guys end up. We love you so much. This and this are in part because of how God has worked through you. And I'm thankful for it. My family is thankful for it. We love the Brooks. We love them well. They've loved us well. We're going to miss you here. We all know distance doesn't mean the bond isn't still strong. We love you guys dearly. You're going to get to hear real soon here behind me a video, the stacking wood illustration. Uh, his name is Neil Clark. He was a part of our church. And this stacking wood doesn't just stay here. We send as well. He is a pastor at, uh, in Olmstead Falls. Um, he leads a church up there as part of Middleburg Grace. This is Neil Clark. Scott and Jolyn, we wanted to be there with you today, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. But we didn't want to miss the opportunity to say thank you and express our love for you both. We have so many stories, but so little time. So I'll just say that you both have been such a huge blessing to Julie and I. You've walked us through some of the most challenging times of our lives. You've poured into us, you've prayed with us, and you've encouraged us. Most of you don't know, that Pastor Scott found and knocked on my door into ministry. And one day back in 2017, I got a call from Scott and he said, I have somebody you need to meet. Can you come down to the church tonight? That invitation would completely change the direction of our lives. After starting my journey into ministry, I was so fortunate to be given Pastor Scott as my ministry mentor for the first two years as a pastor. I consider that to be a gift from God. Scott, I'm grateful for you, my pastor, my mentor, my friend. I don't know what's next for you and Joe, but I'm truly excited to see how God uses you in this next chapter. Hebrews 13 and seven says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Scott and Jolyn, thank you for being leaders whose faith is worth imitating. Julie and I love you both dearly. God bless you, and God bless our Freshwater family. Hi, everyone. I am uh, Todd Gilbert, and I'm here with my wife, Becky. And uh, 
I did. Uh, mine's on allergies. It's tears. So. <laughs> uh, Scott and Jolyn, it is a privilege to honor you today. Yeah, you're such, such an incredible couple and great friends. The history between us is long and a friendship so rich and full of God's love. You are an ideal representation of the Christian brotherhood. You've modeled what it is to love one another as we are commanded to do to be the salt and the light in this world. God has influenced so many lives through you and your family. It's tough to put into words, and we can say so much while providing highlights and experiences of 19 years, but I'm going to try to encapsulate our journey while honoring you. Neighbors, this is where it all started for us. You, mo you moved next door to the party house, <laughs> and were so nice, loving, and kind to us. Then shortly after, we became friends. Little did Becky and I know that God would use this couple who, like Jesus with skin on, and the P-Trax and the Aguilars and others to change our lives and bring this heathen to God radically. You helped a prodigal son return to the father and find Jesus once again. I was restored and brought back to the calling God placed on my life many years ago through you all. Pastors, our relationship changed to being our pastors. JoLynn encouraged, she prayed, she loved and helped us very much like some of the women that we read about in the Bible. It reminds me of Jesus' mother Mary and what it, I imagine she was like in real life. Scott, then we experienced you teaching the truth on Sundays, allowing room for the Holy Spirit to work and mold us and hopefully change our hearts and lives to be more like Christ. There are so many cherished memories of leading us into the presence of God during worship. Matthew 9, 36 says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Ministry. Then after some years of growth and many tears together, we went into the trenches of ministry together, serving, praying, helping and loving others with the Holy Spirit, battling the enemy, pushing back the darkness, and seeing captives set free through Jesus. It reminds me of the verse, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Second Timothy 2, 3 and 4. We've experienced Jesus' work in incredible ways and seen some of the most amazing things one can experience on this planet, living out the Christian life we are called to walk. Leadership. I think of this verse of the relationship of Paul and Timothy and Paul's charge to him. Timothy, my son, 
I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to the faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. When, as an elder, I quickly realized it was time to rise to the occasion and grow more and rely on more, trust more, and ask for more wisdom and discernment from the Lord based on your leadership, the leadership of others exhibited, and the challenges we face as board members. I've witnessed a rare humbleness, authenticity, integrity, and incredible leadership shown in good and bad times. Your willingness to allow God to use others that you've led to speak through them into your life is so incredibly amazing in this day and time. Blessing. I would like to bless you guys today. And if you would, as a sign of encouragement and support, extend your hands to the brooks located over here. Scott and Jolene, if you'd stand. In Genesis 12, 2, it says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. May the Lord bless you, your family, and protect you from the attacks and lies of the enemy. May he bless you with whatever you need to take the next step in your journey with favor and provision poured out in abundance from the storehouses used to advance his kingdom purposes. With privilege and grace from others and a clear path every day to fulfill the rest of his plan for your lives. May he bless you while continuing to make his name great and give him glory always. Amen. Thank you, guys. Hi, Scott and Joe. Well, I only have approximately a minute or so to share my heart with you, but know that the depth of my love for you is more than these words I'm about to read. And the reason I'm going to read them is because you know I talk too much and I'll never get it done in a minute. So here we go. We met approximately 18 years ago, the day I walked across the street with brownies in hand to welcome you to the neighborhood, not even realizing God was beginning to answer my prayers for Christian friends. Over these years, you both have poured so much love, Christ's love, into not only me, but into Russ and Stephanie as well. It is because of your genuine love, your friendship and prayers that I ran back to my first love and together we watched Russ and Stephanie do the same. We will forever be grateful to God for blessing us with the two of you and your beautiful family. Please know we send you off with the same love you poured into us and we will be praying you through this next journey. Godspeed. Hi, Scott. Hi, Joe. In order to get through this, I'm going to be reading you my thoughts. I can hardly believe that our friendship began 19 years ago when you moved into your house just one street from ours. Joe, I distinctly remember the first time I met you in our neighborhood park, both with our then three-year-old daughters. I recall thinking 
what a friendly, kind, joyful person you were. Little did I know back then what an enormous influence you would have on my life. Our encounter that day led to a VBS in your backyard, kids' birthday parties and playdates, a small women's Bible study, and the beginning of a moms and prayer group that is still together praying for children to this day. Your heart and passion for loving people and pointing them to Christ was as evident then as it is now. When I think of you today, God brings the word radiant to mind. Like a glowing candle, you shine the love of Christ wherever you go. You are truly a light in the darkness, a quiet strength. Scott, I have countless times told people how much I love your humble, genuine, fun-loving and goofy nature and truth-filled sermons. You are never afraid to be yourself and I have always appreciated that. You have been a wonderful example, a godly leader, teacher, mentor, and friend. I have learned so much from you. Thank you. Scott and Joe, each of you has loved our family hard, listened well, supported, encouraged, and walked with us through some really difficult times in our lives. And you have been there to celebrate with us in the victories as well. I am forever grateful. Both of you have such a heart for God and his people. Thank you for your love and authenticity, your leadership and sacrifice, and for the many years of fun, laughter, healing, and hope. We have all been truly blessed and wish you well. Hi guys. <laughs> okay, so I love this family very much. Um, Today, I wanted to just share a little bit about JoLynn, because not all of you know, well, I, I'm sure you all know how special she is, um, and especially her love for our freshwater women. Um, and I'm sorry, I have to read it, or I'm just going to, whoo. So Joe's heart towards our women and her ministry to them has been literally 24-7. It's devotion and it's love. It's care. It's real, sincere care. She's covered us all, women, in our families, I will say too, in prayer and care. Her mindset made it not ever work, volunteering or a checklist of any kind, but her heart and her devotion to Jesus and letting him pour through her this made her eyes and heart always willing to reach out, connect, listen, and care for us. It wasn't a role she had, although she had many throughout the years, I'm sure. Um, it was just how she loves and operates. And what we see, Joe, is we see Jesus. Oh, you have left us an example of soul care. As you look each woman in the eyes when you talk to her, I don't know anyone else, and I know you guys know what I mean, that when she's talking to you, you are all that matters. You're her best friend. And I know we all think that. <laughs> Joe's are all of our best friends. Because um, you, you really aim to know our hearts. Something Joe always says, I hope it's okay I share this, <laughs> is what do I want to be like when I'm 80? When she's thinking of things she does, what will I want to be like when I'm 80? And I want to say that's because we have a beautiful example, right, Joe, of the women in our church that we look up to. 
um, that we want to be like. <laughs> and so she puts everything through that filter. Um, but Joe is constantly seeking who she wants to be in Christ as she interacts in order to leave a legacy of faith. And she has left a legacy here that will keep going. Um, Joe, you have been all these things to me. You've been an example of faith, patience, soul care, how to look beyond just the day-to-day duty of ministry and, and things we need to do and the fun that ministry can be, um, but to look deeply at each woman as an individual and someone um, that I want to touch or reach their heart, um, reach souls and meeting people where they are. You've taught me how to ask good questions and be curious. So no doubt you'll be more beautiful each year. And when you're 80, just very precious. <laughs> but I have a verse that encapsulated all of that. Um, and I don't remember reading this before, but when I read it, it just struck me as Jolyn. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. That's Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. And it talks about wisdom, seeking Lord and wisdom. So thank you to both of you, because I know it's a family affair that Joe has been able to put in so much time. All those walks, I've been on those walks. <laughs> um, and all that time that she's put in with the women. So I thank all of you for that. Scott and Joe, uh, we are super excited to be celebrating this transition with you guys. Uh, we've been together a long time. Yeah, we were here when you all were candidating. Scott, you married us 15 years ago. You've been a part of the girls' dedications. You've been a part of Samantha's baptism a few weeks ago. Thank you so much for being a mentor to Norman all these years. I'm just truly grateful for the friendship that we've had. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, we've loved seeing you guys, your marriage, uh, how you've led the church. Got to experience some cool things together. Uh, Joe, Lynn, and Scott, we did Africa together, which was incredible. Um, Joe, we've did, done theology together. And Scott, being in ministry with you under your leadership and guidance has just been, it's been a blessing and an inspiration to me. Uh, and your marriage has been an inspiration to Rachel and I all these years. Absolutely. Joe, Lynn, I'm just, I'm so grateful for our friendship. Um, as it's grown over these years, it's been really cool to see the parallels in our stories and to see a God, see God be a part of that. And um, again, I'm just so thankful for you and for our friendship, and I'm excited for, for that to continue in the future. Yeah, so thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you for caring for us and our family uh, so many times over the years. And we're excited for you, and we love you guys. Love you. Hi, Scott and Joe. I first met Scott and Joe about 15 and a half years ago when we were looking for churches. We had some questions about theology and Scott suggested we meet at Casa del Rio. And at that point, I knew they were all right. And shortly thereafter, we were at Freshwater. And prior to that, I met Joe Lynn at Overlook School, where our kids were kindergartners, and we started Moms in Prayer together. Now those kids are seniors in college, getting ready to graduate. 
You know, when I think of the impacts God has had in my life, I think of a time that I didn't want to step up regarding as really prayer in public. And Scott has such a belief and faith in what God is doing in, in people's lives that he encourages you to, to step out and trust God in those ways. So Scott's impacted me big time that way. And I've served with Joe Lynn on the Bible study team, which has just been an awesome experience. Um, and also Joe Lynn has been my partner over the summers out at the lake. So I can say that Joe Lynn, and if you know her very well too, she radiates sunshine and she radiates Jesus. Yeah, when I think of Scott and Joe, I think of grace-filled in their relationships with, with how they've interacted with me and Amy and mm -hmm. others, and life-giving. And that's the way I remember Scott and Joe. I did owe that. So thank you, Scott and Joe. We are gonna miss you guys. Well, I'm Jake. I'm one of the pastors here, and I wanted to talk specifically to Scott for my testimony uh, this morning. Scott, uh, it's impossible to fully share the impact that you've had on me in three and a half years. Um, but I want to sum it up with what I believe is the most important story from our relationship here. Um, 2020 was the hardest year of my Christian life. Um, in, the Janu in January of that year, um, I found myself very angry at God because of some deaths that had happened in our family, some sudden deaths, and um, had, had been harboring a lot of bitterness towards a few people in my life who had hurt me deeply during that season. And uh, you could have easily given up on me. Um, you could have easily said, this guy's too broken and we've gotta find someone else for that role. Um, and actually, I'm surprised that you didn't, because <laughs> it would have been a whole lot easier for you. But instead, not only did you not give up on me, um, you walked me through that pain. Um, you walked me through that bitterness. You walked me through that repentance. And um, God used you in such a major way to bring the healing that he wanted to bring through that time. Um, and then you re-empowered me for ministry and, and became one of my biggest cheerleaders over this last year. Um, and I, I just want to tell you, I'll never forget that. Um, 20 years from now, if someone were to ask me, who are some of the people that had uh, the most impact on your life? Um, I will tell them about my pastor named Scott, who was fun and goofy, but who loved me like Jesus does. And then he set me free to serve Christ with a new boldness and a new courage. So I just want to say in front of the church, thank you, Pastor Scott. I love you. Thanks. Hey, Scott and Jolene. Boy, it's hard to believe that it's been 20 years that we've been friends. We've known you since before we started coming to Freshwater in 2006. And Scott, we came anyway. Um, JoLynn, I'd like to give you a special thanks for how good you've been to us the last few years in particular um, with all that um, our family's been through. Um, you've been a really good friend and you've been there for us. And we really appreciate that. You've been such a good friend. Scott, boy, the, the last 20 years have been great. Um, in particular, I want to thank you for a special um, time where um, you and I prayed together and um, God just broke me one Sunday morning and I came forward and we prayed together 
I thought we were going to pray about one thing. We ended up uh, praying about something else. God led it a whole different direction. I'm thankful that you got to be part of that. You led that. And you'll forever be part of that story and that change in my life. You guys have been great friends. We love you. And you have led well. Thanks. Good morning, my name is Mary, and uh, I've had the honor and the privilege of working with Pastor Scott over the last 19 years. 19 years, <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> I just can't hardly believe it. Um, when Pastor Jake asked me to share with you this morning, my first reaction, my thought was, you have got to be kidding me. There is no way, no way I can do that. And uh, at the same time that I had that thought, I had this whisper that came across my heart that said, how could you not? How could you not get up there and thank him publicly for what he's meant to me over these past 19 years? Um, when Scott first came to Freshwater, he was full of a lot of ideas. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> and um, one of his ideas and his plans was to gather us together, the staff, on a regular basis to have something called a half day of prayer. And in my mind, I'm thinking, a half day of prayer? What are we going to pray about for a half a day? And um, I just didn't understand how that was gonna work because let me tell you, the church was way littler then. We could have prayed for all of the church plus all the neighborhood and been done in two hours. <laughs> and so I just wasn't sure what was gonna happen, but I was game, so we started meeting on a regular basis and we did pray for the church. We did pray for the neighborhood. We prayed for the city. We prayed for our friends. We petitioned God with everything in us. But here's something that I wasn't expecting that Scott taught me. He created an environment and a place for those of us to seek the face of the Father. And I have never really at that point understood what it meant to abide or to connect. I've always heard about the deeper life, but I couldn't get there by myself. I wanted it so bad. Scott carved out that time for the staff to experience, to seek, to find, to listen, to hear from the Father. And that is a gift, a gift that will mark me for the rest of my life. Because I get now what it means to connect. I get now what it means to have that deeper life. And I just wanna thank you because that will go with me to eternity. Um, I'm sure as Pastor Scott and Joe were being called and the Lord was 
talking to them about leaving Freshwater that possibly one of their thoughts was, are you kidding me? How could I? I couldn't do that. But I would bet you that just as fast the Holy Spirit said to them, how could you not? How could you not after all that I've done, after all that I've blessed you with, after all that I've gifted you with, how could you not take these things to the next group of people that I am preparing for you? And so I am heartbroken. But I'm so excited to see those gifts that you've given to me be passed on to those hungry and thirsty people out there who are waiting on their ministry. I love you. I love you both. I can't imagine that office without you and your laughter, the fun. But I am really excited for the next generation of your ministry to happen. Thank you. Hi, Scott and Joe. I can't believe it's been about 11 years since my parents and I started coming to Freshwater. I remember shortly after we started attending, Scott and my dad met up. And when my dad got home, he said, hey, I might have mentioned that you sing. I was like, you did what? <laughs> so he was like, yeah, Scott wants to hear you sing. Just pick a song, play your guitar, no big deal. So I ended up playing God Bless the Broken Road because it was either that or a bunch of Taylor Swift songs. So I thought God Bless the Broken Road was a better pick. Um, so I played and sang for him. And the first thing he said was, so when do you want to start? Um, thank you, Scott, for taking a chance on a teenage girl to lead worship. That because of you, I have a second family through this worship team and it, it truly changed my life. Um, JoLynn, thank you for, for being there through every season of life, from being a high schooler to college student to grad student to young professional. Each season, you have taken genuine interest and asked me, how are you doing? How are things going? And that has meant so much to me. So thank you both um, and best wishes moving forward. Well, good morning. My name is Len Mar. I'm one of the pastors on staff as well. And um, man, in a short period of time, what do we say? Right? I, uh, and I got to do this twice. It's going to be unbelievable. So we'll be done around 1.30. <laughs> um, so to sit there and think that, Scott, we've been together for 12 years on staff, but it's been longer than that as my family adopted you in and thinking about all of those uh, Easter times, right, with the book that mom had and we had to keep rotating with all the kids that would read the book and the hiding of the, the eggs and watching you guys try to find those and like all of that. And um, I did, I wasn't going to share this, but with Mary up here, it reminded me. When I first, like I knew Scott, but when I first started working with Scott, I had a hard time to be honest. Like, Scott is so like, yeah, 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 you know? It was, it was like, um, I remember going in and looking at Mary Miller, and she's like, are you okay? And I go, what is happening? <laughs> like, on Monday, it's like, we're gonna go, and then on Tuesday, we're gonna go another direction, and then on Wednesday, let's scrap those two things and go in and 
And I was like, I was exhausted just going to here. Are we going here? Like, just tell me what I'm supposed to do. And, and anyway, Mary said this, and it was awesome. Mary said, listen, he said, Scott loves to get in the pool and splash a lot. <laughs> For real, Mary, it was the best advice. It changed everything. She said he likes to get in the pool and splash a lot. You got to give him about two weeks. Make sure you don't get wet. And after those two weeks, if it's still there, it's going to stick. I will never forget. It was life-changing for me. <laughs> but uh, I want to take this opportunity seriously, though, to, uh, to address the kids, Peyton and Zach and Jackson. Um, Jake had already alluded to the fact, but um, thank you for sharing your parents. Everything that's happened up here, you guys have had a part in. You guys have given in ways that if you are not a pastor's kid or your family isn't in the pastorate in some ways, they have no idea. They have no idea the amount of times that you gave and you shared even when you didn't want to. And in other things too, I don't know if this is the right time to do this and it may not even, I'm not getting this because of conversations that we've had, but I wanna take this opportunity to say if the church has hurt you at all over all of these years, I wanna apologize for us. The people don't realize that when they're talking about mom and dad, they're talking, or they're talking about the pastor and his wife, they're talking about your mom and dad. And things that we try, even as parents, right, to shield our kids from, that we're still family, so they hear some things. And there's things that you know about some people here that it's like, what do I do with that? So guys, if there has been anything, I'm apologizing for the church. We're sorry. And also, just thank you for your guys' impact. And uh, also for the opportunity to... Um, to be another voice in your guys' life. Peyton for six years, Zach almost six years, and Jackson for four, and hopefully more. So thank you. Um, at this point, Lana and Greg are gonna come up, they're gonna share a couple of things, and then they also have something they wanna present to the family from the church. Yeah, Scott and Joe Lynn, come on up. I don't know what's easier, going at the beginning or going towards the end. Um, so Greg came home several weeks ago and said, um, from his elder board meeting, and said, so um, they've commissioned us to be in charge of keepsake gifts. And I was like, can we do food? <laughs> And so we started praying, and I love how God leads and how he has directed this and how it's tied together through so much that's been said today, that's happening today, that we didn't share with anybody except however many guys are on the elder board. And um, so that's so cool. But Joe, I just want to say to you... Um, 
I did owe everything that's been said. We love you. You have been the hands and feet and the heart of Jesus. And in doing this gift, I was asking the Lord, Lord, what's, his, what's one word for Joe? And the word was grace that he gave me. And um, personal stories of you being that grace, and it's been shared out there. I know for me personally, one thing I can think when I was going through cancer and how you stepped into that and I still have on my phone, um, I saved a voicemail that you called me the day after you guys found out and left a message on my phone. And it's still there. All the scriptures and the prayers and the love. So thank you. Um, so the word grace, and then there were two scriptures he gave me. First Peter 3, 4, and you've been an example of this, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in God's sight. In Proverbs 11:16a, a gracious woman attains honor that's you. Yeah, and uh, so there's, uh, how do you put into words 19 years of, of life and of love and of grace and of mercy and of forgiveness and Friendship. I mean, how many of the testimonies you heard today was the word friend used? That's rare. It's rare of, between pastor and people. But you are our friend. Deep, heartfelt friend. And uh, so it's hard hard saying, see you later, but it's also good, that's, that's been um, said so many times this morning, um, and it's also been um, reiterated about your vision or your picture many years ago of the church and stacking leaders like firewood. Scott, you took over a church that was some smoldering embers. And we met a lot of those last week up here on stage. It was smoldering embers. You know who you are. The guys, look, look out. Well done. Well done, guys. You have stacked the firewood. Church, it's up to us to be a roaring fire now as they go and carry on. That is our, that is your legacy to us. So in that, we present these gifts. They're apart from other 
gifts that they've been given from the church. These were commissioned to be heartfelt and keepsakes. So. Um, so this tray, this serving tray, because you have served well, is made from old barn wood from the property when we tore it down that we still had. And Scott's picture, we pulled together people from church who are photographers and graphic artists. And the scripture is... Scripture is from Psalm 78, 72. He cared for them with a pure heart, and with skilled hands, he led them. <laughs> so. Oh, thank you. Our, our hearts are full. That's it. That's what Joe and I, we just kind of talk about. We're just full. Who, who gets this kind of um, gift? Um, so many faces. I just look out there and see stories and um, love for Christ and um, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for taking us in 19 years ago. Um, you made us part of your family and then over the years so many of us um, you have led us into your families and into your lives and um, we really, we just, uh, I don't know how to say thanks enough. We love you all so much. Um, on behalf of Joe, uh, I want to say thank you and, and express that love on behalf of our kids, Peyton and Zach and Jackson. Um, you have poured your life into them and pursued them prayed for them like I can't tell you how many people have you have come up and said we're praying for your kids and we're praying for your family like who who gets that kind of gift like who gets that I do thank you that um, I mean we, we joke about this uh, we've got savings for our kids for counseling for how we mess them up as parents 
But uh, uh, to my knowledge, and I think I can at least speak for Joe, I have not heard my kids talk about how this church has really wounded them. You guys have loved them well. And they don't walk out with scars. They just walk out with love. You've been such a good church. Thank you so much. You've been a safe harbor for my family. And just want to say, way to go. Way to go. I want to say thanks because you, uh, you led us into your lives. Um, I'm, I'm aware I didn't understand it early on. I didn't understand it. And uh, I've grown to understand it. There is a, a privilege to this position of pastor. It opens doors into lives. And um, it is by far, I would say, the greatest privilege of being um, in this calling. It's the privilege uh, you've led us, Joe and I, into places of great sorrow, pain, shame, and loss. And you've also let us share those same moments where God comes in and brings redemption and freedom and victory. And we've got to celebrate and just rejoice um, in the hand of God in your life and my life and our lives. And it has been the greatest privilege. It, is so, it so has. I do want to say thank you um, to to all of you, um, you have made me, so many of you, look really good. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who's still broken, and I still hurt people, and I sin. <clears throat> I'm annoying. I found out in other ways today. <laughs> Goodness. Mary, I had no idea you said that. How did you guys, that was secret for like 12 years or, oh my goodness. Um, I think back to even the elders and my reviews in the first year and uh, those guys on staff, Lanny, Laurel, you were back there in those days and the review was always, Scott, you gotta slow down. Stop. <laughs> In good ways. I never felt discouraged, but um, I'm walking away as I think about, in particular, I'm not going to name names because it's, I can't. I can't name names. I just can't. But the staff, um, I'm walking away from close friends. When you see this interaction up here, it's genuine. Like we really do love each other. We're friends, and, uh, and leading into the spiritual battle has always been a privilege. Um, such a privilege. I want to say uh, to the elders, all of you who have served over the years, um, I just thank you so much. Thank you for your sacrifice and your influence in my life. I do want to say thanks uh, uh, to the elders and to you as a church just, uh, just for the severance, that gift that you guys have given here for these uh, few months ahead. And 
As Paul wrote in Philippians, he said, we are, I am amply supplied now that I've received the gift from you. Um, thank you. I wish I could say more than just uh, that. And Thank you. Thank you to you all. Freshwater will just have such a, a cherished part in our hearts forever. So God's calling us out. Uh, we still don't know where. We've had uh, multiple offers, and, uh, and the Lord just doesn't seem to open those doors. And um, at this point, we're still searching, and you guys will for sure know um, We'll let you guys uh, in on that. Um, I just want to close with this, uh, this thought. Um, the vision here at Freshwater is disciples, this picture, right, of disciples who make disciples in which the presence of God flows in us and through us into this world to bring transformation. This church is... Um, God has done something here that's, uh, people have told stories. I've had guys call me and we're in four different books talking about what God did at Freshwater. How God turned this church around and what was that story and how did that happen? And it hasn't been easy. Um, it's been painful at times. It's been challenging. But you guys have, and I say you as we walk away, you guys still have this reputation of being a church who's willing to say yes to God no matter what it takes. We got here because we were on our knees. We fasted over and over and over. We fasted. We prayed, we called out to God. We did half days of prayer. We fell asleep. We snored many times, but uh, we prayed. And uh, I just wanna say, way to go. So many of you quick to respond, quick to pray. And as we're being called out, I love the fact that as we're talking as a staff, this church, this church is on fire. It is on fire. You ever want to know what a church looks like that's, that's on fire with the presence of God? This is it. This is it. I mean, this, the God stories over the past three months have just been overwhelming. I mean, we look at a staff, as a staff, we're like, we can't believe the stories just coming in people hungering for christ people in the word people bringing others in people are coming in and have never opened a bible and don't know anything about god are just being welcomed in people surrendering their lives to christ people pursuing others people sacrificing to serve and doing whatever it takes they say that to christ there's a there's a hunger there's a devotion to jesus that it's just this church is just on fire. Way to go. So tomorrow starts a new era of fresh water. 
It's time. It's time to look forward. And I want to leave you this. Last week, if you saw the services, you saw the remnant up here. In this room right now, if you look around, there's this moment, and I think in these coming months, where I want to challenge you to do something. Would you be part of a new era, the new remnant? The new remnant that's going to say, not on my watch. Not on my watch. I'm not going to let this church move away from the Spirit and the Word of God and the centrality of Christ and the cross. Not on my watch. Will you be the men who will stand with strength like those men did 19 years ago and with courage and said, we're not leaving, we're not walking away, we're going to pray. We're going to pray this church back to life. Will you be the women like the women back then who hit the table and said, not on my watch. Men and women who took by force the kingdom of God in prayer. Is, is the spirit, do you hear him calling you to say yes? Because this is between you and God. But I encourage you to be part of this next generation now that will do whatever it takes to see the presence of God flow in us and in you and through you to reach this world. I asked uh, Jake, we were talking about how to end this and um, just want to give a blessing. You have blessed us. And um, Jesus said, we can bind things on earth and they're bound in heaven and we can release things on earth and they're released in heaven and we do it because he's given us permission to use his authority and power and so this blessing is releasing the kingdom of God. And uh, we want everyone to know that Joe and I, our family, is walking uh, towards this call to God, but blessing fresh water with our whole heart. Unreserved. To say that we love you. And uh, soak this song in, this blessing in. If you want to sing along, that's great. Um, but don't miss the moment to receive. I invite the team to come up as we sing through this song.
your family and their children and their children and their children. May His presence go before you. so good. <laughs> I'm going to cherish that time, Scott. That's, and I'm not sharing it with you guys. I'm sharing it. Hey, as we come to uh, near the end of this um, time together, there are two passages I want us to read. First one is in Acts 11, verses 19 through 26. It says this, now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except the Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. 
The report of this came to the ears of the church of Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch, where he came and saw the grace of God. He was glad, and he extorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord, so Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Paul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many things. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. I hope you get the picture of what's going on here, that God is doing amazing things, that the gospel is being shared, that it's advancing throughout the region. People are coming to know Jesus. They're growing in faith in Jesus. And all of this is happening, and it's having a major impact in the city where the church is at. Everything is going on to such a level that Barnabas leaves Antioch to head to Tarsus to look for Saul, who's the apostle Paul, to have him come back to be a part of this. And it says that they hang, hung out for a full year teaching a great many people. So I want us to force, fast forward now to Acts 13. This is a year later. Acts 13 verses 1 and 3 says this. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers... Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, a, man, a, a member of the court of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So you have Barnabas and, and Saul who have been at a place of Antioch for a while now. They've been a part of great things because God is moving in the church and then the Holy Spirit enters in and he says, whoa, 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 set apart for me, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. See, God, in the midst of everything that he was doing, he said, look, I know I need Barnabas and Saul in another work. I need to move him to another location because I have something else. I have a different assignment for them. But church, I want you to hear this. Barnabas and Saul's work was done at the church of Antioch, but God's work was not done at the church of Antioch. And what's interesting too is, is then in, in chapter 13, there's there's some people that believe that even though there's a handful of men that are mentioned here, that it's actually a group of people. It's almost like a worship service. It's like a congregation where they're all together. So the they in verses two and three, that's referring to a group of people. So there was a group of people or a congregation that came around Barnabas and Saul and they laid their hands on as a commissioning or ascending and show of support and to send them out in the power of the Holy Spirit. We have that opportunity to do that today, to send out the Brooks family in our support and in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's interesting, Scott, your, 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 your vision that God gave you, right? The, the picture, I won't pick that up because then I can't move, but that he gave you this vision of stacking leaders, of developing leaders, these pieces of, of firewood and and how God has done this amazing work that we're even celebrating here today. 
all the number of leaders that have been developed and this firewood that's not only used here within this church, but is used outside the church and not only outside the church, but have been sent to different you know, places in the United States. It's amazing to see. And that work will continue. But it's also so interesting to me that God brought you back to that vision and that image to confirm that it was time to go. That God was sweet enough to go, I gave you this. It's now complete, well done. It's time for you to go. And Scott just shared, they still don't know where they're going. The family still doesn't know where they're going, but they know this. They know that God has called them and he's sending them to a new location for which the work for which the Holy Spirit has called them. And Scott and Joe, I wonder, was there ever a time in these last 19 years where you thought that one day you too would be sent out as firewood from Freshwater Community Church for God's kingdom and his glory. When the staff found out that the Brookses would be leaving, and obviously that was a difficult time, and Scott, the, um, the time where we, we kind of kicked you out, you weren't supposed to be at that meeting, and we were processing, we spent some time praying, and I will never forget this. Carrie Hirschberger was there, and she was praying, and she was praying through tears, and she was thanking God. She said, God, thank you so much for allowing our church to send out one of our best. send out one of our best. And Sean had shared that day too. He said, yes, it's true. The Brooks family has impacted freshwater in incredible ways. I think we've talked about the whole idea of, you know, your guys' fingerprints are all over this church and will continue to be all over this church. But Sean pointed out that the reverse is also true that the church has impacted this family and our fingerprints are all over this family as well. So we are given the opportunity and the privilege and the blessing at this moment to actually lay our hands on this family and to send them out in our support and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we get a front row seat to see not only what God's gonna continue to do here, but what God's gonna continue to do through you guys what God's gonna continue to do in you as a family and through you as a family and for you as a family, wherever there is, wherever there is. We love you guys. You're gonna be missed tremendously. But we are so excited to see what does this next phase look like. This time, if I could have all the current elders and past elders, come on up and join me here on the stage as well as Scott and Joe and the family.
while they're still coming, I, I wanted to share just one thing. Um, so many people have said today that this family is our friend. They're our friends. And um, I've said this about Scott a couple times, and maybe you've heard me say it. Um, Scott is a, is a shepherd who smells like sheep. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. He's not one that puts himself above us. He's not one that takes a place of honor. He is one that walks among us, as Jesus did. And so I want to ask that we gather around. So this group here are, are the elders who have at various times led. A moment ago, uh, Scott mentioned Lanny and Laurel, and they're here. So we're going to commission them. We're going to lay our hands on them and pray. Uh, I want to invite all of you to stand as we do this, that you would agree with us in prayer. If you're comfortable with it, I'd ask that you would extend your hands as we did before as we pray to God in thankfulness and sending. Oh Lord, you are good and your faithfulness endures forever. We honor your name today we lift you up. You alone are worthy of our praise. You are a God who gives good gifts to your people. And we stand here today recognizing that this family has been a good gift to this church. Lord, we recognize your hand in their lives as they have interacted with us. We recognize Lord, that they have given of themselves sacrificially for your glory and for our good. And so, as difficult as it is to thank them, Lord, it's easy to thank you. Thank you for their ministry. Thank you for their faithfulness, even when times were difficult and they were weary. Thank you that you sustained them in your spirit so that they could continue to serve you and us in strength. Thank you for their humility. Thank you, Lord, for the peace of Christ that flows through them as they speak your words to us. Lord, how can we say thank you for what they've done in this church and in our lives? It seems almost impossible. But God, we recognize that they are from you. You have given them to us. And even now, Lord, you're sending them out. I pray for the Holy Spirit to fall on each of them. Thank you, Lord, for the giftings that are in this family. Thank you for Scott and for Jolyn, for Peyton and Zach and Jackson. Thank you for their love for us. Thank you for their friendship. They are truly a gift from you. And God, like Mary said, 
really our, our hearts are breaking today. And God, we've talked about the Brooks family and that name a lot today, which is right and good. We recognize that this is about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the highest ambition for those who seek Christ and are his followers. And so, God, in our spirits, even though our hearts are breaking, our spirits align with what you're doing, and we say yes. And God, like the, the verses that Pastor Len just read in Acts 13, we don't just passively let them go. We send them today. We give them a little push. They're not allowed to look back and wonder what could have been. For God, you have a path always forward, always ahead. And so God, right now I pray a blessing on them as they look forward. Uh, they have our blessing to go wherever, do whatever, be whatever you call them to be. And as you did with Abraham, Lord, I pray that you would send them to a land that you will show them. And I believe that for them, that that promise is there for them. You will not leave them in the dark. You will take them to exactly where you want them. So God, I pray that they would, uh, would just follow you with abandon. They would know that you have them. You are holding them. I pray, God, that you would remove obstacles from their path. I pray that finances will never be an issue. Lord, I pray that you would open doors that no one can shut and shut doors that no one can open. That is who you are. So God, with the fullness of blessing we can give them in the name of Jesus, we do that today. We bless them with peace. We bless them with love. We bless them in, with courage for whatever you have for them. Thank you for what you've done in them. We love you. We love your kingdom. Bless your name. Amen.